Hello, and welcome to the Gen Excellent Lessons Learned podcast with Marin and Monica. This is Marin. This is Monica. Hello, Monica. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Marin? Doing well. So I wanted to kick us off today um, by following up on something that we talked about in our last podcast, which was the movie Idiocracy. And (laughs) at that time, you had not seen it. And I believe you may have watched it in the meantime. Did you get a chance to finish it? I did. I didn't realize that Dak Shepard had such a big part. I really thought he was just a little, a little piece of it. Oh, no. He has a big part and he has like the best part. So overall thoughts, what did you think? I thought it was hilarious. I, like I said, I've heard him use that voice so many times um, and it just brings me joy every single time I hear it. I thought it was really funny. Awesome. Right on. So now I can like throw out all of my idiocracy, like my favorite lines and favorite concepts from idiocracy and you'll know what I'm saying. Absolutely. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) (laughs) I was uh, my mom and and her husband were over this weekend and uh, we were talking about about the movie and I was trying to describe how this um, what do you call it like a a energy drink company but called Brondo and they convinced society that they need to replace watering crops with their energy drink to feed crops instead of water and so it creates this dust bowl and then everyone it is all about this saying, um, Brondo, it's what plants crave. Or something like <laughs> we know what plants want. We know what they crave. It's Brondo. It's what plants crave. <laughs> it's got electrolytes. You mean water from the toilets? <laughs> that was the line I was trying to, trying to say the way that she does it. I love her. I can't remember her <laughs> name. Sarah but, Rue. That's right. That's right. I've always really liked her. Um, she did such a great job in that movie. You mean yes. like out the toilet? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Such a great movie. So now I need to rewatch that. It's been a while. I really enjoyed it. Yes. It almost makes me a little, a little nervous when I watch it, though, because I'm afraid that that's kind of where we're headed. Well, do you want to introduce our topic for today? Sure. Today, we are going to be discussing trusting your gut instinct. Yeah, I'm excited about this one yet again. Um, (laughs) You know, we've got, it's funny, we kind of chatted beforehand and both are struggling to think of examples about, you know, our own lives and trusting our gut. Uh, and, and, you know, things to bring up, um, in relation to it. And, and you made a great point that if we trust our gut, then we're not going to know, you know, what had happened. Um, you, you can, you can say that better than I just did. So do you want to go ahead and just explain? (laughs) Basically just that if you trust yourself and you trust your gut instinct, you're not going to know what you avoided. The only time that you're ever going to know that you should have trusted your gut is if something happens, you know, away from you, of course, or if something terrible happens to you because you ignored that. I feel like so many times, especially women, you hear them say, I knew better. I saw the red flags. I knew better. I had a feeling. I thought this looked weird. I thought this felt weird but I didn't want to cause a scene or I didn't want to overreact. 
And then Mm -hmm. something happens. So hopefully we can all just get a little more comfortable with trusting our gut and worrying less about what it looks like. And then just understanding that if you trust your gut, a lot of the times you're not going to know that you were right. Yeah. And on the flip side, uh, you know, if you trust your gut and make a decision that, that turns out positively, you will know that. Um, and I think we both have, a um, some examples of that, that we can, we can share today too, but right. I did take a second and looked up some quotes about trusting your gut just to kind of help, I don't know, spark some ideas, um, for the conversation today. And frankly, I have no ideas got sparked, but, (laughs) (laughs) but, you know, there's a lot of really good, powerful quotes out there and, you know, they all say essentially the same thing, which I didn't find a, um, name to attribute this one to, but basically always trust your gut. It knows what your head has yet to figure out. So your gut's not going to lie to you. Your head and your heart might lie to you, but your gut's not going to. Um, so you're usually not going to be steered wrong when you trust it. And there can be a fear of, uh, you know, what a fear of the perception when you trust your gut. And that's, I think what holds women, not, not just women, men. I, I, I want to make sure that we're inclusive with this conversation and our podcast in general, because this applies to everybody. So it's, you know, not just specific to women. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think it's such a gift that we have that we are hardwired to have these feelings. Every single person on the planet, I believe, has had some moment of knowing something should be done or something shouldn't be done. It is such a benefit that we have. And I really just think that we need to respect it and, you know, take the time to listen. And everybody comes to it from a different point of view. There are all different ways to be connected to your body and to the earth and to God, if you believe. So there are so many different ways to come to it. But at the end of the day, whatever you believe, I believe everybody knows that there is something inside of us, some instinct for our own protection. Uh, Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I think sometimes it's going to be super clear and sometimes it's going to be more vague and there will be times, I I mean, I've had this before where you you just have a visceral reaction to a situation (laughs) and, you know, even if you don't understand where it's coming from, you got to trust that reaction and get yourself out of that situation, whatever it may be. And if it's a situation where you're say in, you know, in a public setting with somebody um, and you get this visceral reaction when talking to them that you can't, you need to leave. This is not safe for you or um, something's going to happen that, that is going to put you in harm's way. You need to get out. You need to do so immediately and do it in a safe way. So you know, if, if you're one-on-one with somebody in a public setting and you need to go walk to your car and it's dark at night, just do it in a safe way by getting a bouncer or a security guard or giving a heads up to someone that you need some help and get them to walk you to your car. And just kind of being mindful of how to extricate yourself in, in a um, manner that will help you succeed in the trusting of your gut. I don't know if I worded that very well, but 
When I know that I have been in situations where something inside of me has been screaming to get out, go get out. And I know with myself, there have been times where I'm like, well, I don't want to cause a scene. I don't want to make a big deal out of it. I don't want to cause a scene. And sometimes a situation is so dire and it is so serious that when you feel yourself having that, that physical reaction, like you said, that visceral physical reaction, don't worry about making a scene. It would be so much better to be embarrassed versus being seriously hurt. And unfortunately, that is just the world that we live in. That's the world that we've always lived in. And as inclusive as we want to be, and I absolutely do want to be inclusive, we are coming at it from the point of view of being women and being mothers to daughters. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we are more likely to be victims of sexual violence. We are more likely to be victims of domestic violence. And I believe there's so much to be said about having that faith in yourself, in your body and giving yourself that permission to be like, if this doesn't feel right, I have to go. Even Mm -hmm. if it means running away. If you don't know why, but something inside of you says, get out, get out. Okay. So can I, can I tell you something? Absolutely. So this weekend, my daughter was supposed to go somewhere. Um, She was supposed to go to some event and she didn't end up going and something happened at that event over the weekend. And it was just I mean, it was exactly what we're talking about. Just trusting your gut instincts to, you know, do or not do something to drive your decisions. And I'm just so grateful that she trusted her gut and didn't go to this thing um, because that would have put her in an awful situation. And, you know, whether she was impacted by it or not, she would have been, you know, emotionally impacted by by it. And, And even now she has to live with knowing that she got she got lucky Mm -hmm. and it's so scary when that stuff happens but it's so such a relief when you realize that you you got lucky I I I don't know how else to yeah you avoided something and you know I I was aware of what you're talking about and I do think that you know it is beneficial to say like people did lose their lives and what you know your daughter missed people did lose their lives and they did get injured and the psychological effects of everybody that was there that's real and even if not a ton of people physically got hurt emotionally everybody there got hurt speaking of a gut instinct this happened with me and a friend of ours um we like we discussed in our first podcast we grew up with a group of girlfriends and we were very close. There's one in particular that you and I were both very close to growing up. And unfortunately, you know, life happened and we are no longer in contact with this person. But um, she and I, I'm going to call her KG. Is that okay? Sure. Okay. So KG and I were going to um, school together. We were in college together and it was snowing in the Portland area. And I really wanted to go downtown 
and see my do I call him my ex-boyfriend I guess so I mean he was also a long-term friend of ours I'm still in touch with him Travis shout out Travis what up Um, Travis (laughs) he actually (laughs) does listen thank you buddy um so uh, I really wanted to go down and see him for you know all the reasons a 21 year old would like to go see him so I really wanted to go down there and I had this Toyota Tacoma his name was Jerry And he (laughs) was not four-wheel drive. He was just a cute little Toyota Tacoma. Wasn't he red? No, he was like a dark blue-green. Oh, that's right. Okay, that's right. So KG and I, I just wanted to make sure I'm not saying KG, like one word, but K. So that was kind of what I thought when you first started telling me. (laughs) This KG, yes. No, the initials. Gotcha. Which so, are not that person's initials. Correct. The <laughs> they are not that person's initials. Um, so she and I were going to go to downtown Portland. So we were in Southwest Portland. And so to go to downtown Portland, it was probably about a 15, 20 minute drive to get to where his apartment was. First, she wanted to go back to our little suburb town of Tigard and get changed because she had been working and been in those clothes all day. So took her to her house and she went inside, said it's cold. It was starting to snow. It was pretty icy out. And I'm waiting. And she goes in there, gets all ready, walks out, walks to the passenger door, has me roll down the window, looks at me, and just says, I'm not going. I was like, what do you I mean you're not going? That. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was like, what do you mean you're not going? And, of course, I was mad because, as we discussed, I didn't have a lot of tolerance for anything when we were younger. But also, I'd been waiting in the freezing cold for a significant period of time. Mm-hmm. So she just looks at me and says, I'm not going. I was like, what do you mean you're not going? She's like, I'm, I don't know. I'm not going. I'm like, what is going on? Like, what's happening? She said, I don't know, but I'm not going. Okay, great. Whatever. So I leave. And... I am going over an overpass. I stopped at a red light at the bottom of the overpass. And it was a four-lane overpass. Two lanes going my way, two lanes coming toward me. And it was a busy, it was a highway, not a freeway, but a highway. So I'm stopped at the red light. I go up, so I can't be going very fast. I get to the top of the overpass, and I hit a patch of ice. And I go headfirst into oncoming traffic. The first car that hits me hits me in like the front passenger side um, like headlight and it spins me the second car that hits me hits me dead in the passenger side door oh my god spins me all the way around until I end up facing like on the other side of the road facing into traffic I so I remember that you had been in an accident and I know you were gonna bring this up but I couldn't remember the details about the trusting your gut and KG, weird, weird using those initials, but um, not going. But when you when you brought that up, I, I got chills because I remember exactly now that situation. That was some like instinctual, crazy, like gut trusting shit right there. Right. Which was not her from going. Which was not uncommon for her. <laughs> but that was that was insane. I know. And then I was so stubborn and wanted to hang out with our friends so much that I just was like, you know what? I'm fine. I'm going anyway. 
I just couldn't turn my car to the right. (laughs) (laughs) And then it ended up snowing so badly that I got stuck in front of, fate would have it, in front of a hotel on Pacific Highway, which was the main highway in our town. Um, And so I called Travis to come and get me. And he comes to get me in his, I think he had a crx at the time a little red crx which was definitely not more equipped for the snow than jerry but he ended up coming to get me by the time he gets to the hotel he is also snowed in so we spent one of the best nights ever at that hotel that night (laughs) we had someone deliver us pizza and he um stopped and got us beer on the way as well that is a hell of a story man So everyone was safe and it was, I know he and I both remember this night because we discuss it often. Yeah. Well, Jerry wasn't so safe, but fortunately KG was because Jerry got totaled. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Jerry did get totaled from that. So I don't have any crazy stories like, like KG kind of having this intuition to not um, get in the car and then something crazy like that happening. But I will say there have been a number of times in my life where I have this just gut feeling that I shouldn't drive somewhere that day. Um, so there have been, I don't know if that's just paranoia or if it's, if it's a gut instinct. And sometimes it can be hard to differentiate between like, is this really a gut instinct that's happening or am I just being, you know, dramatic? Um, but I'm like the kind of person who's not going to risk that. And so there have been like a number of days in my life where I wake up and I'm like, you shouldn't drive to this place today. And so I don't for whatever reason, I just won't do it. So I, I, yeah, fortunately I've not had the same type of situation, but I've had that instinct to not get in the car before. I think that there's also other times where when you, you get a gut feeling Um, so we talked about sometimes you get this like visceral reaction and you, sometimes you have like a really clear instinct, but then there's going to be other times where you get a gut feeling, but it's more vague and you still know that this is something your gut is trying to tell you something. Your intuition is trying to tell you something, but you don't know what that something is or what the right direction is. And so, you know, in that case for me, when that happens to me, I have to sit with it. I'll sit with it for a while and just really kind of think about where is this coming from? What am I doing that this could be in reference to? And what are the potential outcomes of, you know, the decision that I'm faced with here or the action that I'm, you know, supposed to be doing? Um, And what, you know, what, what is the right path forward? And often that even just sitting with it like that will help me kind of come to a better place where I can, where I can understand more, maybe what my instinct or my gut is telling me to do. I just wanted to kind of close the loop on that. You know, it's not always a visceral reaction or not always like a really strong instinct. Sometimes it's a little bit more vague and you just have to be able to identify that, Hey, this is my gut trying to tell me something. I just don't know what it is. And just make sure you take the time to kind of really sit with it and think about it. Absolutely. And when I was trying to think of examples um, of the things that I have escaped or avoided or the times that I have had very strong gut 
instincts or visceral reactions to things. I feel like there have been more times that the gut instinct has been for something that I have done as opposed to what I've avoided. So one of those big things is the move to Georgia. There was never any thought that I was going to move down south, not in the place that I was in in my life at that time. I was married, had a two-year-old and an eight-year-old. I don't have a ton of family, but I have Marin, who is my family. I'm my mom, who was in Oregon as well. My ex-husband was from the South, and, you know, it just came to a point where there were some things going on, and I had the feeling, like, this is what we should do. We should move. We should move South. We should move to Georgia. That is the right thing to do. And it was very difficult. I had to be very firm in my my decision to move. Um, I got a lot of pushback. A lot was made very difficult for me when I was making that decision. And I feel very strongly like this is exactly where we're supposed to be. Yeah, I yeah, I remember when you when the when the it came time to make the decision to to go down there what how difficult it was for you but you knew I mean I don't you never really questioned whether it was the right thing to do or whether it was something you were supposed to do you knew that you needed to go down there and and ever since you've been there I keep saying when are you gonna move back when are you gonna move back when are you gonna move back and your your response every single time is I'm where I'm supposed to be. I don't know why, but I know that I'm supposed to be here. And you've never wavered in that. And just you're doing so great. You've made a great circle of friends and community down there. It just I mean, it feels right. My, you know, my daughter, my partner always asked me, why is Monica still in Georgia? Is she ever coming <laughs> back here? And I have to t- I have to be honest and like say, God, no, I wish, but no, she's where she's supposed to be. She knows she's supposed to be down there and she's, she's happy. She's content with it. So now I just need you guys to have that gut instinct that this is where you need to be as well. And then we're all good. Maybe, um, (laughs) if, in, if we are like Phoebe Buffet in another life, that might happen, but there's just no chance in hell that that's going to be happening. Or the big one comes and takes the West Coast into the ocean, but you survive. No, we'll go. <laughs> we'll go northeast, probably. That's fair. Oh, right, Canada. Canada, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, that's fair. And also, one of the things that I was going to touch on a little bit was that. Um, while being down here, I did move here because the person that I was married to, because my husband was from here. And that's where my amazing stepdaughter comes from. She is from here as well. And I mean, we were here for three months before I chose to separate from my husband, my now ex-husband. I feel like that was the right move. I feel like that relationship was definitely something that, you know, as much as it sucked was something that needed to be shed yeah it did all for the greater good and to your point earlier the timing of that was gut instinct right I mean oh yeah 
Yeah. So um, what had happened was um, this relationship was not beneficial at the time. It wasn't good for me. It wasn't good for the kids, including my stepdaughter. It wasn't good. And we moved here in the very beginning of 2020. So we moved here 2020, rented a house. We were going to rent for a year and then buy because the cost of living down here is so much less than it is back home in Oregon. Well, I got ants in my pants and wanted to start looking. So we looked, I found a house that I loved. It was exactly what I had asked for, bought the house, signed on February 10th of 2020, moved in. And by March 14th, I um, invited my ex-husband to no longer live with us. <laughs> Such a polite way to say that. <laughs> right? Um, so March 14th is the day that South Carolina shut down in its entirety for coronavirus. That Monday, it was a Saturday when I had, you know, asked him to leave and he had left. That Monday, the kids didn't go back to school and then... That was when COVID shut everything down. If well, I the relevance of South Carolina, I mean, I know that like his. That's just the there. only day that I know it's connected to us. I mean, we're so close to South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, sure of the exact day that Georgia shut down, but I am sure of the day that South Carolina shut down because I'm a huge fan of Southern Charm on Bravo, and it <laughs> tapes in Charleston, South Carolina, and it said <laughs> so on Southern Charm. That uh, March 14th was the day South Carolina shut down. And I do know, obviously, that um, that Savannah didn't go back to school the Monday after that Saturday where I had kicked him out. Gotcha. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, and if you hadn't, then you probably wouldn't have been able to kick him out. Or, sorry, invite him to not live with you anymore. Right. And there were so many. I mean, it had been such a short period of time that we had been here. Yes, it it hadn't always been perfect back home but we had been on a much better track before we moved to Georgia which is why I had wanted to move to Georgia because I thought it was a good time and it was a necessary time given what was going on in the family Um, part of me was okay it's only been three months we've only been here since January give it some time give it some time give it some time and something about that day I was like I can't not I cannot give it any more time this is it so glad that you made that decision I think it's best for everybody involved um you obviously are in a much better place now and I think for the kids too I think it's just it was meant to be absolutely and I got to spend the first like six months living in a new state almost 3,000 miles away from everything that I had ever known. I got to spend that first six months just with my kids, getting acclimated to having a teenager in the house. I wasn't supposed to be doing anything other than enjoying my brand new house with my kids and my new family mm-hmm. dynamic. Yeah, it's perfect how that worked out. I mean, I know it's not an easy situation, and I know you definitely struggled during that time. Uh, given everything, but it it was exactly how it was supposed to work out. Word, bird, word, yo. So speaking of how like things working out exactly how they're supposed to, I have um, a couple 
examples of trusting my gut that just came in to oh, my head. Um, one of them is when I was married, um, we were trying to have a baby and we had not been trying all that long, but you know, we had been trying for a few months and it was just one month. I had decided, you know, if it didn't work out this month, I was going to just start taking some supplements that would not be good to take if you were pregnant. And, um, I had every reason to believe that I was not pregnant that month. I was going to start taking these supplements, um, this day. And I woke up that morning and something just told me like, take a pregnancy test first, just in case. Um, and I, lo and behold, I took a pregnancy test and it was positive. And I was so elated and so stunned because I did not believe that I was pregnant. I had no reason to think that I was. And it just was it's, um, the best trusting of my instincts that just came out of nowhere. I have no idea where that came from. It just like popped into my head. Don't take these supplements yet. Take a pregnancy test first. And I'm just so grateful that I listened to my gut. That Absolutely. One Yes. I remember how exciting it was when we came over to your townhouse and you told us that you were yes. with child. Oh my God. <laughs> and and I ate so many liquor filled chocolates because you couldn't eat them. <laughs> oh, those things were so nasty too. <laughs> they were. Oh my God. I don't like those anymore because of that. But <laughs> not that I ate them when I was pregnant, but like before that, oh, they were so gross. Mm-hmm. But like, Look at what she has turned into. My daughter is the most just like brilliant, wonderful, beautiful, just inside and out human being. And I am so freaking proud of her. And I am so grateful that I did not, did not dismiss my gut uh, right. that one day. Like, oh my God, she is just such a wonderful per- human being. Like she's she just, is. ugh. I mean, she's I'm so biased, talented. Obviously. She's witty. She's funny. She's so quick and so freaking smart. Um, mm-hmm. just a little brag here. She is going to be saving the world. She is getting her degree in environmental sciences and is working as an intern at a company that is focused on. Um, I don't know how to describe it, but like it's an engineering company, and they've got a environmental sustainability department and that she's working for that and just doing amazing things already at 20 years old. And I am so freaking proud of her. That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) That just reminded me. um, I don't know what made this pop into my head a little while ago when we were first starting to talk about the podcast. Um, I don't know if we did or did not. I don't think we discussed how um, I kissed Hallie when she was born. <laughs> oh, oh, I was so upset. <laughs> oh, my God. She was so perfect. She was so perfect. And because um, there was, like I said, a group of us and we were all there. Some of us were very, very hungover, but we were there. <laughs> we were there and we were playing cards. There were a bunch of us. Like all of your ex-husbands, guy friends who were friends with all of us girls, your friends, we were there. We were playing cards. We were playing dice. We were hanging out. We were there for a while. And a nurse comes out and tells us, you have had this amazing child, but you don't want anybody to come yet. You're going to have some time. Um, 
just you guys and the baby, which we were so like young. We were in our twenties. We weren't super young, but like we were inexperienced in people having babies other than one friend of ours. And the nurse was like, she seemed a little bit confused by it. Maybe and so many of us there, but she seemed a little bit confused by the fact that you wanted some privacy. We all just laughed. We were like, nope, that totally tracks. <laughs> so then when I went in there and I held her and she, she was so beautiful and she had these beautiful, amazing pink little rosebud lips. I was absolutely horrified. <laughs> um, one last thing that I wanted to just say, because I feel like I've had this conversation with my daughter time and time and time again. Um, she is the kind of person who she's got such a big heart and she has always been the, the kid who wants to be friends with the outcast or the underdog or, you know, the new kid at school that everybody's ignoring. She will go out of her way to be friends with them. And it's such an, a, a wonderful, amazing quality uh, that she has that she just wants people to feel included. Um, but I, I have tried to stress to her that there's going to be times in her life where she needs to make sure that she trusts her gut and doesn't ignore it just because she wants to see the best in people. So it's just, I think it's important to remember kind of to, I think you mentioned something about this, like early on in this, in this episode that is sometimes it's hard for you or, you know, when you were younger, it was harder to, um, to follow your gut because you didn't want to be perceived as, you know, being dramatic or whatever. Um, I think in, in this, in a similar vein, it's important to not ignore your gut because you, you want to see the best in people and you, you don't want to assume the worst. Um, what I think about when I'm hearing you say that is the times where, you know, I don't want to seem like a bitch. I don't want to seem like, aside from being overly dramatic, like I want to give someone the benefit of the doubt, or there isn't any major reason that I can think of to, you know, avoid someone or cut someone off or not pursue a friendship or not be kind to someone, but just that nagging feeling inside of you that says, mm, no, mm-hmm. like just no. And you don't know what it is because oftentimes you're not going to know unless you find yourself alone with that person or you see them on the news years from now. And people, you see it all the time. I watch a ton of documentaries. You see and hear it all the time of people like, you know, they just seemed a little off to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, maybe you see good in them, too. They, yeah, or you there don't might... want to be a jerk or hurt someone's feelings. Yeah, exactly. But it's still important to trust your gut. The biggest thing that I want my girls to know is there's a reason, even if you don't know what that reason is, but especially those times where you are screaming to yourself in your head out and you talk mm -hmm. yourself out of it because I don't want to cause a scene. I don't want to be dramatic. It's probably nothing. It's probably nothing. Who cares? Who cares if it's nothing? I'm telling all of the females that I love and those that I don't know and males as well, but it is so much better to be safe and follow your instincts 
to be physically harmful. There are so many ways that you can impact your life in a negative way by not listening to your gut. Right. And But there, there are also ways that you can miss out on wonderful opportunities by not missing to your gut too. So it does go both ways. You know, if you think about it in terms of like, should I take this class? Should I um, quit my job and pursue something that makes me truly happy? You know, you got to do what feels right to you so that you can have happiness in your life. And it might not always be easy and it might not be screaming out to you um, the right answer. And that's the, those are the situations where maybe if it's more vague, you need to sit with it and try to think through more, um, more of the pros and cons and what the potential outcomes could be, what you might get out of it, what you might lose from it in order to understand it better and decide, you know, is this, is this gut instinct driving me to a better place in my life? So just wanted to put that perspective on it too. Absolutely. All right. Well, I feel like this has been kind of all over the place today. Yeah, it has, but (laughs) I think it's been good. I agree. And as always, I love talking about this stuff with you. As do I. Sorry for the pause there. That was not hesitation. That was... (laughs) I thought you were going to keep going. And done. (laughs) (laughs) No, I feel like there have been a couple times in these conversations today where it's been like, okay. Uh, Yeah. No. (laughs) You know, I think that's the nature of podcasting. All right. And the beauty of editing. We'll see how this all comes out in the wash. That's right. All All right, right, my dear. I'll talk to you later, Gator. All right. Have a good one. You too.